Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Radio Gag, the weekly Gays Against Guns show. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the horror that is the American gun violence epidemic. I'm Sarah Germaine Lilly, and our focus this week is Back to School 2020. We're looking at what is happening on the issue of gun violence and how that is or is not affecting students, parents, and teachers as they return to school buildings to attempt in-person instruction this year. I have some special interviews with some of my colleagues at Dr. Susan S. McKinney, and we'll also give you commentary on the escapades of the McCluskeys, star speakers at the Republican National Convention from one of their neighbors in St. Louis. First, the news. The president's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, claimed that St. Louis attorneys Mark and Patricia McCluskey came very, very close to being murdered, having their house burned down and being raped on the day that they rushed out of their home and pointed guns at protesters, whom they said were trespassing in and threatening their gated community. Giuliani interviewed the McCluskeys for an episode of his YouTube series to discuss the circumstances leading up to the event that resulted in the couple being indicted on felony gun charges. The attorneys spoke at last month's Republican National Convention. Tonight, we have a statement from Joan Lipkin, theater director and noteworthy citizen of St. Louis, who happens to live in the same neighborhood as the McCluskeys and was home on June 28th, the night of the protests. Listeners, we're here with Joan Lipkin. And tell us about yourself. I am a theater artist and a social activist, and I'm very involved in voter advocacy, the census, Black Lives Matter. My company commissioned 20 dance videos uh, by BIPOC artists um, this summer uh, that would look at voting. So, you know, these are issues that are very important to me, and I'm also a member of Moms Demand Action, uh, and we have done theater projects that look at gun violence in America. I also live about a half a mile from the McCluskeys, so I am very familiar with who these folks are. Um, these are terrible people. They, their, their lives are, are really about suing people. And I'm, I don't just mean that they're personal injury lawyers and they take on cases for other people. I'm talking about the fact that they sue on their own behalf constantly. And uh, they have sued their own parents, um, and they're vindictive. And they they do live on a private street, um, but the protesters who were actually on their way to Mayor Lyda Cruson's house to protest because she had doxed some people on the air, uh, and they wanted to protest, they just did a shortcut. They cut through onto Portland Place, which is a private street, but they didn't come onto the McCloskey's property, and it was a peaceful gathering, and there were people on bicycles, and there were mothers with children and babies, and Patricia McCloskey comes out 
wielding this gun and he starts threatening people. And I got to tell you, it really escalated and something terrible could have happened. Somebody could really have gotten hurt and it wouldn't have been the McCluskey's. Right. Right. Um, so is this about people who are exercising their second amendment, right? Um, or really is this about white privilege and fear of what they think is the other? That's, that's what I think. And, um, so everything that Giuliani says is, 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 is fallacious. And in other news from The Trace, new research on the risks of firearms for groups with elevated suicide rates. A new analysis of Centers for Disease Control and Prevention data by Everytown for Gun Safety fleshes out the underlying risk of suicide for certain groups. From 2008 to 2019, the rate of gun suicides among Americans aged 10 to 24 increased by 56%. Firearm suicides had increased the most among Asian and Pacific Islander, 179%, and black youth, 83%. Another study provides deeper understanding of gun ownership among LGBTQ people who die by suicide at higher rates. A team from University of California, Davis, found that 16% of LGBT Californians own guns, which is below the statewide gun ownership rate. The most common reason given their own protection was above the mean. Efforts to prevent firearm injury, particularly among LGBTQ owners, will likely need to address suicide risk associated with ownership and self-protection as a primary driver of ownership, the researchers write. If you ha are having thoughts of suicide, help is available 24 hours a day. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or text 741-741 to reach the crisis text line. Again, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. And now back to our weekly focus with interviews with students, teachers, and parents as they return to school buildings and remote learning this fall. First, we hear from Sunny Moon and her son Christian as they get ready for returning to school this fall. Right now we are talking to Christian who is a student in uh, New York City schools coming up and I wondered what you think about gun violence as you start this new school year. Is it even on your radar? We won't be in school as much so it's not as much on my radar but also that always is kind of a risk and you never think it will happen and then it will happen so I feel like everybody said that. I feel like kids in Parkland would have said that. I feel like kids in Sandy Hook would have said, oh, that'll never happen here, but then it happens. So that's always a threat. Got you. Okay. And have you noticed or heard of, of the um, any of the gun violence that's happening in New York City or some of the other major cities? Uh, I have heard that violence in New York has been kind of on the rise for a little bit. 
and that it, even though we're doing better than some cities, we still could be doing quite better, and that a con as a country as a whole, compared to other countries that are on, I guess, the same, I guess, economic output and quality of life as us, we're doing far worse than them. We have a lot more violence and murders and things like that. Thanks. Thanks a lot. All right. Well, I don't want to keep you for long. So uh, thank you so much for helping us out today. I really appreciate it. Take care. Bye. Bye. He's very well spoken. So I think that that says, you know, even for somebody in middle school, they think about the issue, <laughs> even when they say they don't, you know, kids his age shouldn't know stuff like that, but that's what they, they know about that. Yeah. So I'm here with Sunny Moon, and Sunny, you do so many things. Maybe tell us about yourself. So I am I am a mom. Um, I'm a physician who retired, but recently volunteered a little bit during the pandemic. I my primary activism is around gun violence prevention. I've been involved with Moms Demand Action for several years, and I'm the state social media lead. I'm also I've been volunteering with Days Against Guns for a couple of years. So I, you know, it, that's something I passionately care about. Great. And as you get Christian ready for school, uh, what are your thoughts or concerns about gun violence? Is it even on your radar in terms of the safety oh, yeah. of the family? So it's on my mind because I know that there's been such a surge in gun purchasing. Like we had a record sale in guns in July. And ever since the pandemic started, um, there's been a surge in gun uh, purchasing. And many of the guns were purchased by first-time gun owners. So there's just more and more guns in the community. And so there's more children who are living in homes where guns may not be secured safely. I think that with all of the stressors that everybody's going through with the pandemic and the economic times, uh, and children not being in school as much where they get supports. And then the more guns that are available, yeah, I think it's a powder keg situation. So yeah, it's very concerning. Great. And uh, can you give us any hope here to, or can you tell us about actions that we can take, um, legislation that we can support, anything like that on your mind? Yeah, I think that because everybody's been thinking about the pandemic, gun violence prevention has been not on the forefront. But if you recall, right before all of this happened, what was happening in a lot of states were a rash of, you know, really good legislation at the state level, in particular red flag laws. And I think that that is something that we can continue pressing forward on because um, when I talk about red flag law, it means that somebody's at risk for hurting themselves or others. And so a, a gun can be safely removed after a judicial process. But with all the guns that are available, with all of the stressors that are happening due to the economic crisis, I think that um, we have to keep in mind that that's what we need to keep pushing for and to utilize red flag laws because it's not just guns being used to hurt other people, but the risk of guns being used to hurt you know, people to take their lives, and especially with students, I think that that's something that we really have to pay attention to. And I think this month is also suicide prevention awareness. When we talk about gun violence, I think we also have to talk about guns used to hurt ourselves. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate being able to talk with you and hearing a parent's perspective as you get ready for the school year. Take care, Sunny. Thanks, Sarah. Bye-bye. Next, we're going to hear from Eddie Moore, 
Eddie is one of my students at Dr. Susan S. McKinney High School for the Arts. So I'm here this morning with uh, Eddie Moore. He's a student at Dr. Susan S. McKinney, SSA. Eddie, can you tell me, as you return to high school for 2020, what are your thoughts or concerns about gun violence? Is, is that even a relevant thing that's on your mind right now? Well, growing up as a, a black male in a community that we live in now, um, I feel like gun violence is going up uh, a little bit too much in our like. So yeah, it definitely is on my mind because I see everywhere in the news that every, everywhere, like in, in places that I almost go to school, like real, real close to my school, people get shot at. Shootings happen like all over in the parks and in cities. Like it's just, it's getting crazy up there. And I feel like as we start the new school year, I think like we should just like ease into it because we don't want to rush into things. And then, you know, students end up getting hurt because we're rushing into things. Generally speaking, do you feel um, more comfortable or less comfortable when there's a metal detector at the school? I do, but it's just like sometimes people can, can learn to sneak those things in. So like, it's not, it's not like the metal detector is like 100% safety. Right. At McKinney, we don't even have um, metal detectors. Do you think that's a good thing or not? I think that's a bad thing. Considering in the area that we live in, I think we really shouldn't need metal detectors. Wow. I've gone through the metal detectors with uh, students and, uh, you know, just to get a feeling of how it feels. And it feels like you're being searched, you know. So have you ever had that experience? No. Yeah. But it it, like, it all lies under safety. Next, we are going to hear from some of the teachers at McKinney. And I so appreciate my colleagues taking their time to share their concerns about gun violence this weekend. We're going to hear from teachers Clifford Smith and Ms. Maria Acedo. Hi, I am speaking with Clifford Smith. Clifford is one of my colleagues at Dr. Susan S. McKinney High School in Brooklyn. How are you today, Cliff? I'm doing quite well. How are you, Lily? I'm good. I'm good. I want to ask you, as we get back to school now with the 2020 school year, what are your thoughts or concerns about gun violence as you start a new school year? I'm very concerned about it. Coming out of the pandemic, people have had to survive in many ways. Some people have had to, they, 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 the pandemic has made them break into buildings, looting, which automatically is a form of violence. And I think these people sometimes have guns on them and they feel like they have to defend themselves or the police comes up. However, I feel like this is spilled into the communities and the gun, the gun violence has actually continued. In the community that we work in, there've been several shootings lately. And it has me afraid for, not so much for myself and for the other teachers, but mostly for the children because they have to go into it every day, walking into the communities, walking into the building, walking out of the building. They've been hearing about the shootings on the news, so they are afraid. I'm very, I'm very concerned about it because we're 
surrounded by public housing developments and in other areas where people may even have guns and feel the, and the need to protect themselves. So I'm very afraid for the kids. We've had situations in the past where kids have gotten robbed and the robbers, in my opinion, didn't have the intent to necessarily cause physical harm, but just wanted to take the cell phone. I just wanted to rob the student of the wallet. It's a part of gang initiation. So this forces the, the gang members to have to do some type of criminal act in order to, to be initiated into a gang. Yes, I'm very concerned for the kids. I myself am wondering also how they're experiencing losses. I know one of the kids that I read this summer who was killed was Brandon Hendricks. I believe he was up in the Bronx and his, all of his teammates were there at his funeral and they had the funeral at the basketball court with uh, social distancing, a memorial for him. But, you know, we also know, uh, gosh, about a month ago, even a one-year-old was shot at a cookout. So I'm concerned about how kids are feeling and how families are feeling. You were talking a minute ago about revenge as, a, as part of the cycle of violence. Can you speak a little bit more about that? When I think of revenge, I'm thinking that that may be a situation where a gang member trying to be initiated may try to rob a kid, uh, a student. And in order to protect himself or get revenge, the student may actually go chasing behind the gang member, which brings a lot of worry to myself, the school community, and the parents. It makes the parents worry. So then the parents are, you know, sometimes deem us as an unsafe school. And these are, these are problems that are not necessarily happening in the school, but are happening in the, within the school community as it does in most school communities around the city of New York. Yeah. And in my neighborhood, homes are selling for over a million dollars now. So I felt like kind of a little bit in a bubble, as I've seen over the last 20 years, the neighborhood get better and better. But there are shootings just a few blocks away, uh, really less than a half a mile away from me. And even though I don't hear it and it doesn't impact my daily life in that way, it is still very much a part of my community right here. And so I think people, wherever they are in Brooklyn, may not be aware of just how close this type of gun violence is. Well, I thank you very much for talking with me today, Mr. Clifford Smith, coach, teacher, opera singer. <laughs> you thank wear you so many much. hats, professor. <laughs> thank you very much. So thanks for being with us and uh, look forward to talking to you again and maybe seeing you in person at school. Yes, I'm very excited. Thank you for interviewing me. Listeners, I'm here with my colleague, Mrs. Sato. She's also our union rep, but I'm going to let her introduce herself. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Sarah. It's a pleasure. I've been, I've been a teacher for 20 plus years now. Been with the New York City Department of Education for a while. I've taught back home. Been here in the United States for almost 20 years. I've always been a public school teacher when I came over. So it, and it's nice to be here with you. 
We've been having a conversation about gun violence and, and students. Unfortunately, those things intersect way too much, even in a time when we're talking about remote learning and we're talking about COVID-19. I'd like you to tell me what are your thoughts or concerns about gun violence as you start a new year? Okay, it's something that is an issue of a concern. I believe it's um, something that we really need to call for action to be stringent because um, the first time that really got to me what happened in Connecticut with those um, elementary students. We have a lot of challenges right now and on top of, and, and and lately in the in the news i've been hearing you know uh, a lot that spiking of, of shootings especially in new york i believe that it's a real concern on top of the other concerns and with with our students being cooked up in their homes since march some of them have no avenue probably to express what Ever they're experiencing that are brought about by this crisis that we're facing right now. Many of them may find it the way to express that by something horrific like shooting just to let, just to, to make a release. And we don't even know who are, who they're talking to. Yeah. Maybe those people that, you know, are giving them, are, that are influencing them in a negative way. When there was a suggestion that we can have our classes outside the building, it was a concern for me, especially in the neighborhood that we teach. What if there was just suddenly a, a drive-by shooting? How are we going to protect ourselves and our students at the same time? When we've even never had even a drill on it. We right. have a drill in the building for all sorts of stuff, but this one, teaching outside, I was not comfortable with that. I was really, really afraid because nowadays we can never really tell what, what is likely to happen. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. I know our listeners are really interested to hear from teachers. Thank you, Ms. Lily. Get your work in the schools. And thank you for being on the show today. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much to my colleagues and my friends for joining us on the show to tell us about their concerns about gun violence and the new school year. And a shout out to all the teachers and students in New York City who are going back to school this week. To all of you, we want to say a great big Hell yeah. So I know you listeners at home are going to join me as we say hell yeah to students, teachers, and administrators returning to New York City schools with remote and blended learning this week. Hell yeah. We're at the end of the show, and we thank you for joining us tonight on WBAI 99.5 FM. We are Radio Gag, the Gays Against Gun Show. And I know you're asking yourself, how can we get involved in gun violence prevention? 
Well, you can join Gays Against Guns and come to a meeting. Here in New York, we meet virtually every other Thursday at 7 p.m. Our next meeting is September 24th, where we will be planning all kinds of great actions and protests, so please join us. Everybody is welcome at any and all gag events. And you can join us next Saturday, September 19th at 12 p.m. at Union Square Park at GAG the Iron Pipeline Rally. We'll have plenty of information there about the Iron Pipeline and speakers, and you can get involved in breaking the cycle of gun violence by dismantling the Iron Pipeline. And you can find us online. Please go to gazeagainstguns.net or follow us at Gaze Against Guns New York on Facebook and Instagram or Gag No Guns on Twitter. Also, be sure to check out our website to learn more about our gag chapters located nationwide. Listeners, tonight's the night. We want you to become a BAI buddy. A BAI buddy is someone who keeps our unique volunteer-run radio station going by signing up to give a small donation every month. If everyone chips in a small amount, it helps keep the lights on here at WBAI and allows us to bring you this show every week. Just go to WBAI.org or call 516-620-3602 and become a BAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. Now it's time for us to leave you, and we leave you as we always do with a song from our sister singing quartet, Sing Out Louise. God help America. Distress you begun with your bigots and your gun nuts, every greedy billionaire.